We have covered a lot of ground in our first season of Moms in the Middle. Me time, poop, Mm -hmm. travel, women supporting women. And we've talked to some really awesome experts and professionals. But I think the voices that you and I, Mel and I, have leaned on the most since becoming parents is our own moms. For sure. Welcome to season one's final episode, Mom Knows Best. I'm Ivanka Osnack, daughter of Jeannie. And I'm Melanie Ng, daughter of Mercy. And this episode, we're going to interview our own moms, which is really fun. We're going to ask some dangerous questions, things like, what was it like to raise us and how different life is as grandma? Oh, the spoiling that goes down. Plus, we went out to the streets and we asked you, our listeners, about your relationship with your mom and why you should have paid more attention to her advice. (laughs) So yes, our show is called Moms in the Middle because we're moms, but families, of course, they can take a different shape. So this episode, yes, we will be saluting our moms, but we also want to acknowledge all the other parental figures that may be in your lives. It could be the dads, it could be the aunts, it could be the grandparents, because we all know we couldn't do it without you. Oh, totally. How many times have you said, if only I had listened to my mom or, oh my God, I sound just like my mom this morning. It's a good thing now. Uh, I feel really good about it. But those are two common sentences that, yeah, I definitely uh, rotate in my head and recycle as a mom now myself. Okay, so your mom is Mercy. I feel like I need to... Mercy! Mercy, mercy me. You know that song? So, So like you said, we interviewed our moms and your mom came over because she was helping you with Josh one day, right? And you (laughs) pulled the microphone out. We're like, Mercy. (laughs) Mercy, come on down. No, but I said, Josh, okay, go to the basement, go hang out with dad I've got to talk to your grandma and of course you know he wanted to touch the mic but he had to yeah we had to put a stop to that but mercy is it's weird because I interview people for a living Mm -hmm. that's what I do that's what you do as well but when you interview your mom you kind of I don't know I felt slightly nervous because you have so many questions and my mom and I we're our family we're not like the lovey-dovey family where we talk about our emotions we kind of just assume that we know that we love one another that sort of thing so when I asked my mom about these some of these deep emotional questions and questions I've never asked her. It felt kind of funny. And she started divulging all this information. And I thought, I should have asked you this way before. But to give you a bit of background, my mom raised four kids, my three older brothers and me. Wow. She deserves a medal just for that. Total medal. Uh, My mom was a, she's now a retired nurse. She worked on call. Uh, My dad traveled and lived away from home for quite a bit. So she had her hands full. Uh, Was she strict? Yes. But did she really appreciate being a mom and wanted to make her kids happy? 100%. So I'll never forget in my uh, final year of high school, you have your, you know, like your spring formal or your winter formal or whatever, right? And I remember I got a dress. I was so excited. And, you know, I was telling other girls at school what my dress looked like. And I remember another girl said, wait a second, my dress is also orange. Wait a second, it also goes down to the floor. And wait a second, it descri- she described the straps and everything. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, we have the same dress. And you know, when you're a high schooler, no! that's the end of the world. And I remember coming home and I was so upset. Mm-hmm. And I said to my mom, I, I, I can't, like, I don't know how I have to wear this dress and this is my final year. And, I bl-. and she said, you know what, don't worry about it. Here's what we're going to do. We're going on a special shopping trip, you and I. She took me into Toronto to like this exclusive mm-hmm. store. 
she she walked me through it and said, pick something out. And was I lucky enough that my mom was willing to splurge? Because we have four kids and I'm thinking the cost. She says, you don't worry about it. This is your special day. We picked out a pantsuit because she said, yes, you know girl. what? She said, no one will have this. I said, Mercy. No, no one will. And I remember that day we bought it and I said, are you sure? She said, this is my treat. We're doing this. This is your special day. And that's the type of mom she was. Because she's like, I just want to make you happy. Um, did she let me do this all the time? Was I a brat in that sense? No. But that day, that was my special day. And she wanted it to be as amazing as it could be. Mercy with a pantsuit. Way to pull out the pants. She knew a good onesie before it was in style. Right? If I could be just an ounce of what my mom uh, was to me as a mom to Josh then I've done my job. I've done it. So this is a sneak peek into the oh, life of... Oh, I can't of, wait to hear um, all those stories. I hope she gives examples of you being bratty uh, or oh, naughty. she sure did. <laughs> Have a listen. Hello, I'm Melanie's mom. And uh, do I have to say my name? Mercy Ng. Melanie is the baby of all four kids. Only girl. And... Uh, yeah, she's all right. She's kind of okay. <laughs> she said she okay. Okay, then we're going to go into why okay. Okay, let's start with some questions here. Now, I'm only raising one son, one child right now, just Josh. You raised, like you said, four kids, three boys, and one little angel named Melanie. And uh, what was that like raising four kids? <laughs> Not a joke. Not a joke. People keep saying those are the best days of my lives. At that time, I thought, Gosh, when are they going to grow? But now I realize they were really the best days of our life. Melanie is not the easiest child to raise. And I'd rather raise the three boys than having one girl. She knows what she wants, and she knows what time she wants them. And she's kind of whiny. But the boys, they, they kind of behave, and they, they give it to her. I'm going to edit that out. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Do you remember, and you can give more than one time, a time when I gave you a hard time? <laughs> and I don't know if you can just pin it down to one, because there were many years. Okay, I think you were about two. And we have a little patch of tomato. I planted some tomatoes on the side. Summertime, we cannot find you. We cannot find you. All over the place, we cannot find Not inside the house. Not in the backyard, and our house opened to a park. You're not there. You know where she is? She heard us calling, but she won't answer. She was at the, at the side of the house eating those tomatoes, sitting comfortably eating her tomatoes. And when asked, she just said, I'm just here. <laughs> so, like, I mean, as if we're at fault that we didn't find her. And that's her way all the time. So there. Like Josh's age, who's two, so he does his... Do you see me and Josh? Oh, yes. He is quite a carbon copy of you. He talks like you. He behaves like you. He thinks like you. So there. <laughs> Payback time. <laughs> Payback. I'm sorry. <laughs> now I know what's happening. Um, now, a big thing, too, is because there's a big divide with my brothers. My oldest brother's seven years older than me. And then between him and the second oldest is uh, just under two years. And then there's a gap. And then there's my brother who's about two years older than me. And then so we're kind of grouped two and twos. So how did you find the dynamic? 
And it was tough because while they're away at university, you're raising different aged kids. And at the same time, my dad did a lot of traveling, living away from home. So how did you manage four kids, different ages, and a lot of the time on your own? Good question. Hard to answer. Why? I rely a lot on my older boys, and um, especially in driving because I don't drive. Rob, which is our, third, our second boy, uh, goes to U of T and lives at home. Melanie will have a tournament of, like, she plays volleyball, and we have to take her going to some volleyball game somewhere in the north. Rob will be there driving. And then if there are some issues at home, we will discuss it, and the two boys will help me decide on what to do with these two little ones. So I don't know. The dynamic worked out very well, and the two little ones seemed to grow up really fast because they knew that they have to be they have to behave because they have no other choice. They're nice kids, all four kids. Very proud of them. Okay, if you were to give yourself advice, you today, to tell your younger self when you were raising these four little kids, what would you tell you? To be more patient, to give more time to each individually, which is hard. But you try your best, and I guess that's all you can do. But what I tell myself now, I'll do it all over again. It was fun at that time. It still is, <laughs> up to now. <laughs> oh, yeah, and this, this is a big one. Did you or could you have found me time? Did you have me time when you were raising four kids? Me time? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what me time <laughs> means at that time. It's only now that you're grown up that I found myself some time. All my time is devoted to all four kids. They're my life. And if they're, if they're okay, if they're happy, that's all my me time. There's no me time at that time. It's all their time. Me time with Mel time. <laughs> okay, so now, uh, flash forward, you have four grandkids. Are you using things that you learned that you should have done as a parent and applying it now and finding yourself a better grandparent? Oh, yes. Most definitely, grow with them. Age range varies. How you treat them varies, but grow with them. Basing on your own past memories of how good and what is good. So grow with your children and grandchildren. Patience helps a lot. Uh, what's your favorite thing to do with your grandkids when it comes to spoiling them? Give them anything they want. <laughs> Whatever it is, and candies, I don't mind. We'll sit down, and we call them, let's sit down and party. Be it chips, popcorn, or candy, so be it. Now I know what it means when Josh says he wants to have a party. This is the secret. Okay, what is, what is the best part about being a grandma? Best part about being a grandparent? Oh, they're all good. What's the best? The best is when they hug you and they say, I love you. I miss you, Grandma. That's all I can say. I love hearing those personal stories about you <laughs> and how you were as a kid. And I need to meet Mercy. I think that's the bottom line. Is we think, need to get Mercy and Jeannie, my mom, Jeannie, together. That would be a rockin' party. The, I mean, they both live in the same town. <laughs> We're do. all from Oakville. We could do potluck dinners. Ooh, and who who would be the cooker? We'd all cook. Yeah, we'd, we'd all cook and bake. I oh, think except that's me, who doesn't cook. But me, anyways, me that's totally cool. <laughs> Mercy sounds awesome, and that was so wicked that you got to sit down with your mom and do that 
kind of style that you've never done before. Which is crazy. Was there anything that surprised you when you sat down with your mom? She said, I wouldn't say surprised me, but um, there's something sweet about Mercy. She really is just a beautiful woman uh, inside and out. And I love watching her as grandma. Did you get a chance in the interview? I know you said you're not touchy-feely or... um lovey mm-hmm. with your family or at least don't say it yeah there's a different you know it's one thing to say it but there's that uh, that always knowing or emotion that that i'm sure is there within your family but did you get a chance to tell her thank you or isn't this you loved funny? her you would think that i would have right and yeah. but it, it is still in that moment i have a microphone to her face and it still feels like job-esque right, right? like i'm still interviewing someone so did i say that in the moment no was i nodding and smiling feeling like i should yes and i know my mom will listen to this so this is really my opportunity to tell her and the world and anyone who's listening of course that you know absolutely that mom mercy uh, i love her more than anything she is she is the rock. Mm-hmm. She is the foundation. She is the family. You know, when you think about family get-togethers... Um, centers around her. It centers around mom. It's where's mom? Now you got to talk to your mom, okay. too. So <laughs> I sat down with the jeans. The. And, yep, yeah, and... She is... Okay, so here's here's my mom in, in a nutshell. My mom... I like to think is a very smart cookie. I think a lot of people would agree, but she um, she did her undergrad in physics and math, and left home when she was really young, uh, Manitoba when she was sixteen, and then and then at university is where she met my dad. And she didn't work when we were growing up, but her job was raising all three of us because I have an older sister and brother, and we're all three years apart. But she took care of the home, and she did a a fantastic job because I. Don't know, especially looking back now, um, as I have my own household to take care of, is how everything was always just right. Everything mm-hmm. was just perfect, and you know, she always had great decor, and the food was always fantastic. I think my mom is a wonderful cook, and we, as three kids, you know, as you know, you're coming from a larger family as well. Like we all had different activities, and of course, they're on different parts of the city. And yeah. so she's driving up, down, and everywhere. And my dad worked really hard at his job, and he, you know, he worked. Um, long hours, Monday to Friday, but also sometimes involved on the weekend. So my mom kept everything together on the home front. And she also, you know, took care of the bills and the finances in the house. And she just managed everything. She was a, she was like, before Kris Jenner was a momager, I she feel like it. Jeannie was doing it all. And I was always, um, I was always surprised, like, or not surprised, but impressed by how she just had a handle on everything. And There were so many things going on behind the scenes that I didn't know as a young child growing up. Like my dad was very strict. And so he would, you know, when we'd want to go on a vacation or a sleepover or buy something, the newest gadget, um, my dad would say no. But my mom would try and she wanted to please both sides. And so she'd have to massage, you know, my dad, like not not massage my dad, (laughs) but, you know, (laughs) massage his way of thinking. Maybe that was a wrong choice of words. But then also try and negotiate with us. And she just had to, she had to play a lot of different parts and different roles in the family. Um, Like you said about Mercy, she was the glue that brought everyone together. And I really feel like that's the way with my mom. Um, I sat down with Jeannie. I could trap her when all the family was around so we could apply a bit of peer pressure. Um, but there, it was uh, it was in a restaurant and so there was a, a lot of action happening. It was really busy. George was in, coming and going so you might hear him thwap the mic a couple of times. But, um, but I thought that was the best place to get my mom. Uh, okay. 
Okay, mom. What stressed you out most about being a mom to three kids? Actually, the only stress I had was at dinner time when I had to uh, have a little beer to help me get through dinner. Otherwise, it was, otherwise it wasn't bad. Now, having three kids is different because you don't have, you have one who, whom you can't hold on to. So two's easier in that sense. But um, no, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Because my dad, your husband, he worked full days, Monday to Friday, sometimes on the weekends. But there was also a period where he wasn't around and that was because he was working elsewhere out of country and you and we were all pretty young. So how did you manage that? Because you didn't have a lot of help. You certainly didn't have a nanny uh, or extra bodies. I didn't have a nanny and he was away for two years, came home every third weekend but you know what? We got um, got into the swing of it, and it worked really well to the point where I almost resented when he came back and told me what to do <laughs> because I thought I had been running running the household pretty well. The only thing I didn't do was make money, so I needed him for that. <laughs> I'm sure he'd appreciate hearing that. I've told him. <laughs> Do you feel like you could have uh, things are different today when um, people are raising kids? I do. I do. Because uh, often you have two parents working in a family and it's uh, I think it's more stressful. But um, when you have one person at home, it makes it easier for continuity. What was the difference between you have two daughters and a son? What was the difference between the girl and boys? The girls and boy. Um, the girls were more cooperative. Uh, the boys, <laughs> at least my son, had a mind of his own, you know, which the girls did too. But um, yeah, I think it's easier with girls. Were there? What were the most stressful times for you? Uh, Probably with Nicholas because he had asthma and he would go into the hospital and be in oxygen for days. But uh, no, the girls were easy and um, Ivanka raised herself. You, you raised yourself. Well, looking at pictures now, I don't think anyone brushed my hair. I'll give you that much. It looks like I put my finger in an electrical socket. <laughs> well, that's true. That's what you say. But at the time... That's what you wanted. <laughs> so what can I say? So there's a lot of uh, a lot of mom talk revolves around me time and finding me time, whatever that means to different moms, whether it's a spa workout or just taking time alone to close their eyes. Did you ever get any of that? I did. I made sure I did. I really did. I went to. Uh, I had facials always. I um, yeah. I played tennis. I played sports. I. Um, skied. I just made sure I did have me time. And it's healthy. So that's interesting that you recognize that you needed me time. Is that something that your mom would have taught you or told you about? Because your mom, like you grew up on a farm in Manitoba. So I can't imagine what me time looked like for her if she had any. Exactly. And that was the 50s. But my mom... Um uh, my mom was stressed when I was about 10 years old, and she went away for a month. She went and visited her sister, and uh, 
left us with my dad on the farm, my brother and me. And you know what? She did that all the time. She she would go away for a little trip uh, just to um, just to reduce her stress level, I guess. So perhaps it did rub off. Uh, looking back on it, it was probably selfish, but in the end, it really um, it really did good. I agree, and, and that's what a lot of people say you need to have as a mom and even as a dad. I get a lot of, uh, and sometimes I think I'm selfish taking that me time, but again, I think it helps me mentally, and it makes me a better person overall, not just a mom and wife, but a friend as well. Okay, now you're a grandma of four adorable kids. You say you have the cutest grandkids ever. Mel's mom might dispute that. However, how different do you treat your kids than your grandkids? Or how has the relationship changed? Well, now, uh, now I pamper them to the, as much as I can. I, uh, I try, not to, um, try not to disagree with them. I give them whatever they want most times. <laughs> So, um, and you know what? I'm not raising them. They go back to their parents. Now, does that ever create friction with your uh, own children? Probably. <laughs> but you know what? I don't really care. <laughs> I just love them, and I don't have them for long. So, um, so I do whatever I want with them. George, would you like to say something? Who did we see this morning? Santa? Santa. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you, Mom. I appreciate it. I think you've set some good advice. Thank you. you. Say thank you. Okay, stop putting it in your mouth. Bye. Okay, Ivanka, Jeannie is glorious. <laughs> She's going to love that you said that, right, Mom? Um, but... I love the part about me time because you, I know you say you do carve out that time for mm -hmm. yourself, me time, but did you know that your mom did too? None at all. Not at all. And I feel guilty doing it today, but knowing now that she did it, you know, years ago with us and knowing that my grandmother did it, my baba, like 80 years ago. Mm -hmm. No, not 80. Oh, sh mom, you're not 80. Um, <laughs> but that long ago, it, it does remove a little bit of the guilt yeah. from, you know, how I'm going to feel in the future for sure. Because because I, I, you know, mom knows best. So I'm going to listen to my mom. And when she said that she needed me time because it kept her sane and kind of things ticking um, and more efficiently, I, I think um, I, I agree with her. So, yeah, it was, that, it was nice to hear that. Was that the thing that surprised you the most when you Absolutely. talked to her? Absolutely, yeah. That she had me time and that also that the other thing that surprised me, she said, was that she didn't think it was that difficult and it was almost easier when my dad was out of the picture because she just had full control. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, sometimes it's easier when you just, when you when you have everything, all the balls juggling in the air, when another person comes in or you add another factor or something, it's it almost disrupts it all. So it's easier if, if you know how, how to juggle all those balls. But yeah. Um, yeah, so a couple things did surprise me about my mom. But but she's phenomenal. She sounded, and again, raising three kids okay. and doing this and, and everything was spectacular around you and you didn't even miss a beat or she didn't miss a beat. Didn't seem like it. Yeah. yeah there may have been times, of but course. I'm sure there always are. But hopefully, uh, but I, I never noticed. So we always do it this time. In the podcast, we do moms kicking ass. Yes. But I think you just heard two moms who definitely kick ass in our lives. And so we thought we'd go out to the streets and you took mm -hmm. the microphone out and you talked to people and just asked them about mom because everyone loves 
talking about their mom. It may be hard at first to open up. But. Right. But here's the thing. And, and I do this often is talk to people on the streets. And a lot of people say, no, no, I don't want to talk or they run away from you. But when you say, wait, I want to ask you about your mom. Everyone stopped to talk and we got some really amazing answers. So have a listen. What is the best advice your mom ever gave you? Gosh, that's so hard. Best advice from my mom, she gives me advice every day. Actually, the number one piece of advice is to be kind. My mom is a retired social worker, and she always taught me to be kind from the janitor up to the CEO and everybody in between. I would say to always drink something hot in the morning before you leave the house. Do you feel the difference? Yeah, it keeps you, like, warm and cozy and... Yeah. The best advice my mom gave me uh, maybe was patience is a virtue. Yeah. yeah. And you, you do that to, the, to this day? You try to incorporate that? In I try to be patient. I think that's one thing that I struggle with. And yeah, one thing she told me, so I try to do that. What is, how about this, one thing your mom was right about that you wish she was not? Um, when I was younger, she used to always say, take a portion of whatever you make and put it away for a rainy day. And you haven't done that? Well, I, it took me many years to realize that she was right. She was right. Yeah. is always right. I think just like letting things go and not taking anything too seriously. I think I can get wrapped up in things so quickly and she always kind of brings me back down. I don't think we have enough time for all that. There's my mom right here. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, mom. Yeah. How are you? What is something that you told your uh, lovely daughter here that you know you were right about and you warned her, but she still didn't want to take your advice? Do you remember? Uh, one particular thing, I know there are quite there are lots no. of things I say it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of time. All about cold, take this tea or honey or uh, take an umbrella. Yes, don't wear suede boots in the rain. They're gonna get wrecked. You're gonna get salt all over them. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Okay, here's the last one. It's kind of funny because your mom's standing right in front of us. But what would you like to say to your mom? Oh, I love you. I love you too. <laughs> I love you guys too. You're so sweet. Dear mom. You were right. <laughs> yeah, you were right. I love you mom and, uh, and thank you uh, for raising me and thank you for like being hard on me because I hated it when I was a kid but now I realize why you were hard on me. I like to tell my mom that I appreciate and love her and that even when she calls me now that I'm almost 40 years old every day just to make sure that I'm okay and that I've eaten and all of this, it's all, as much as I may be frustrated at the time, it's all appreciated and I know it shows that she loves all of us. So what was great about that is that everyone had something to say about their mom, which is nice. So thank you so much for sharing with us. Absolutely. All right. We are opening up the floor. We're doing a round table now because mm -hmm. we mentioned after at the end of every episode, we mentioned um, Steph Phillips mm -hmm. and Megan Coley and how much we need them and how uh, how thankful we are for them, their editing and producing. But we're putting the mics in their face. Ha -ha. Right, guys? Oh. We're bringing in Steph and Megan yeah, because different. we want to hear about your moms and also uh, are you going to be on birth control for the rest of the life after hearing season one <laughs> you know what it's possible <laughs> yeah. what I loved about especially when you did the streeters mel was asking the advice that um, you got from your mom that perhaps you didn't listen to because right. you thought you knew best but then in the end you realize damn maybe she was right <laughs> so I want to put it out to all of you guys Steph let's start with you is there something okay. that your mom told you that maybe you didn't want to hear but now you're like 
that was pretty smart of her. Yes, money. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I have a lot of it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, I started working in high school, got a part-time job, and she forced me to save half of my paycheck every time. That's she was like, half is the minimum. She's like, you have oh to save God. at least half. And I always just thought she was so great with money. And she just taught me how to be responsible. I've been able to do so many things because she's passed that on to me because I was able to just save and do all the amazing things that I wanted to do, like travel and live on my own. And I wouldn't have been able to do that without her support and guidance. Such a good life skill, right? I think yeah. So. Um, you appreciate the value yeah. of money too. Yeah. It's not really lovey-dovey, but... No, but this yeah. is very <laughs> practical. Really yeah. practical. And Megan, do you have one? Well, I, I, the first thing I, that came to mind was like, she taught me to walk in a straight line. I was just telling Ivanka, I used to walk <laughs> turned out and I used to be like, mom, you're so annoying. Like I walk normally. Thank God she like corrected that early on. But actually the big thing she taught me, you guys I'm sure all know in the room, girls can be mean when you're growing up. Yeah. And there's a lot of like playground drama Politics, and alliances. Yeah. And I really struggled with that growing up. And one thing my mom taught me and like drilled into my brain was you have no time for people who are um, saying stuff that they know will upset you. So like I would have friends say, oh, I heard so-and-so said something bad about you. I just wanted you to know. And I'd be like, oh, that's such a good friend. And my mom would be like, but why? Like, what? Mm. what's the point of her coming over there to tell you something she knows is going to make you upset? And that really has like drilled into my brain, like the whole like sort of negativity that comes with gossiping. And, mm -hmm. and once I learned how to leave that behind, it's so freeing to just be like, you know, whatever you know about me, I just don't want to, like, I don't want to hear it. Let's keep things positive and uplifting and and supportive. And Ivanka, do you, do you remember what maybe Jeannie told you for a piece of advice growing up? Oh, my mom and dad, this is, I don't think it served me well at all. I'm still trying to take it, but think before you speak, <laughs> which, um, <laughs> perfect for a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. When I was an engineer, it was fine, but exactly in podcasts, I'm just supposed to blab out anything. Um, <laughs> think before you speak, but she, one piece of advice that she gave me that I, uh, have not listened to is how to do laundry. Uh -oh. <laughs> I will still, if there's something I really need cleaned and I need it to be like really nice, she will still take my laundry. I admit it. Oh I God. admit it. <laughs> my husband's very embarrassed by that, but uh, she she tried to teach me how to do laundry and I did not listen nope. and I still refuse to. <laughs> Some moms just know though. Like I feel like yeah. my mom has these I, secret I, concoctions. Yes, she goes into the laundry yes. room. What potions are you putting together yeah. that you can get this stain out of my shirt and I can't? It's it like doesn't magic. matter. Like <laughs> What and kind no of wrinkles, and it <gasps> smells amazing. Uh, right? Mm -hmm. That's why I will still give my laundry to my mother, I admit it. So embarrassing. Oh, okay, Mel, so what about you? My mom's given me some really good pieces of advice, but one that I remember when I was growing up, you know, when you're younger and you become the up talker, everything, you, you end of sentence, not everyone, but na 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 I was that person for a little bit uh, growing up, like a lot of kids are, not just girls, boys too. I remember my mom sitting me down and she said, you don't sound confident in what you're saying. Are you asking a question or are you making a statement? Uh, you don't sound intelligent or, or believable in, in what you're trying to accomplish here. And it, it really stuck in my head. And I remember thinking and I would stop before I, I would think yeah. before I spoke and think about how I was going to deliver something. Um, and it really has served me well in the industry that I'm in now I because so. it's I, I'm I, I'm in news so I want to be confident in what I'm saying and what I'm being able to communicate. But another piece of advice my mom told me, I used to sneak around a lot with like makeup 
You know when you're not supposed to wear makeup, right? Yeah. And so you go into the bathroom and you you have one lipstick and you kind of put it on and you show up in class. And I think my mom knew I was doing that. There must have been some lip stain or something left over. And she said, listen, if you're going to do that, I know you're doing it. At least let me show you how to do it properly. Aww. Right? Because mm. you know how you, you see, you know, the, the preteen girls who are putting on all of this oh eyeshadow Bottom and all eyeliner? This, right? <laughs> Never. She said, if you're going to do this, let's do this right. So she showed me how to put on a little bit of mascara and a little, just very subtle, but you felt like you were like, yes, I'm on top of the world. I'm so mm. confident. It's great. And I remember her just saying, don't, don't lie to me. Let's do this right. Yeah. Yeah. I remember getting a crimper. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. um, Well, first my mom let me get a perm because my sister wanted to get a perm and she was six years older. So I I had to get one as well. (laughs) And then I got a crimper and I see pictures where I have a crimper on top of a perm and it, (laughs) I'm not joking. It looks like I stuck my finger in electrical socket. It is terrible. And I was going to school or I was going to like a concert. And I'm like, how did you let me leave the house looking like a disaster? And she said, that's what you wanted to do. Yeah. So... There you go. That's, that's <laughs> yeah, it. And, and now, now we can laugh about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now I'm laughing. She was like laughing at me, I'm sure, at the time. But she's like, well, she's yeah. doing it do her way. Do crimpers still exist? Yes. Yes, they do. They do. Why? They should What's old is new. I've, I've seen them. <laughs> no, I think around. you're right. I'm pretty yeah. sure Dolly Parton is like the biggest <laughs> proponent of Bring the crimper. <laughs> yeah, but you guys have been super awesome. And, and honestly, there's no way we could get moms in the middle to you, oh the listeners, gosh. without Megan and Steph. So thank you for season one, which has been phenomenal. But this is our last episode of season one, and it has been an absolute blast. It's been fantastic. A lot of moms and dads and caregivers had said they've had some laughs, they've had some cries. And they've learned things from us and we're learning from you too. That's exactly. That's all we wanted to achieve at the end of the day. So Steph, Meg, thanks so much for joining us. And thank you also to Frequency Podcast Network. Don't forget, subscribe wherever you get your podcast. And continue to let us know what you think because the conversation continues online as well. So uh, you can reach me on Twitter at City Melanie and Ivanka on Twitter and Instagram at Ivanka Osmak with an E. And that does it for uh, this season of Moms in the Middle. Thank you so much for listening, everyone.